Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The General Assembly has finished its work. Well, that's not true. The General Assembly has adjourned for the moment, but I'm not sure they finished their work. Let's get some insight into what happened and what did not happen. State Senator uh, from Henrico and Dr. Siobhan Donovan is back with us. We missed talking to you during the session, but I know it was a very, very busy time. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm well. I'm happy to be back here and back at my medical practice. But uh, we missed, I miss talking with you, too, John. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So tell me, I guess the big issue here is the budget. The skinny budget mm-hmm. is the line that's being used. W- explain to me what happened and what didn't happen. That, is, um, that, was, a, that was a pretty good, reasonable, bicameral, bipartisan um, agreement, compromise that we set up. And the skinny budget essentially said, there are things we must fund now. We needed to fund the shortfall in education funding. We needed to, um, as we are bound to constitutionally put money into the rainy day fund and to some other investment plans where we put money early when we're doing well so that when we have downturns, we have a buffer in resources. Mm-hmm. There were some other financial commitments that the state had that could not wait. And we did all of that with the expectation that the budget conferees will come back and we'll find a compromise. What's the big snag on the full budget? The, the snag, as usual, is do we actually provide tax relief and send money from this surplus in a substantial way back to Virginians because it's really their money? Or do we take this windfall of excess that we have and spend it? And so, obviously, there's a lot more spending in the Senate budget and no tax, you know, um, rebates or, or um, taxes returned to the citizens. And the House budget had, a, um, you know, over a billion dollars of um, tax refunds. And so, they, once they make the big decision of how they're going to resolve that basic philosophical concept and how much money goes into each of those big buckets, everything else will very quickly fall into place. There's a lot of agreement on paying teachers and support 
um, you know, um, you know, support people in schools and state employees and police officers. And so that will go very quickly. Mm-hmm. It, do you think in the Senate where the Democrats still have control that this is all about denying a win to Governor Glenn Youngkin since since he's been the one kind of uh, rallying for tax cuts, they just don't want him to be able to claim that he gave anybody a tax cut. I mean, that's a double-edged sword for Democrats. I would think that their constituency might want some of their money back, but maybe they feel like the the social programs are more valuable to their constituents than a, than a refund. I think it's both. I think they definitely don't want that, that there is a lot of, efforts to deprive each other of wins this session. Mm-hmm. And so they definitely don't want the governor to um, have a win where his vision for Virginia is the one that is actually, you know, becoming a reality. They want their vision and they want to be able to say, see, we won with our vision that we, we promised you we would do. And of course, it's easy to spend money. It's fun to spend money. Sure. And you can be the hero in many situations by sending money. And so it's a win for them to spend. But philosophically, politically, and based on newspaper headlines, yeah, they don't want the governor to have a win. What's he doing about it? it, it you know, he, for a while there, it seemed like it was kind of a charm offensive where he really was reaching out to Senator Lucas in particular. But, um, you know, maybe he's realized she is she is the personification of the brick wall. and she, he, There's just nothing he can do to make her smile or soften at all. But what what is he doing, you think, to to push this through if it's possible? I think he's handled this well you know, based on the variables in play, mm-hmm. both last year and this year. And certainly he had a much more successful last year than anybody predicted mm-hmm. uh, in a split legislature. And so I think he lays out a vision like he did before session. He sends down his budget. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit hard to change a governor's budget. You have to have both houses agree to take something out of a governor's budget or it stays. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a catch that, you know, we have in that. And so he, I think he's charisma, vision, um, you know, build consensus, make the citizenry want it. And then he stands back a little bit while the legislature does their thing because constitutionally he cannot appropriate. We have, you know, full control over that. So, um, so I think he does a good job taking a step back. He knows he can because he's got a champion in the house Mm -hmm. and he knows, you know, so I think he's talking with the house and he's, you know, sharing ideas. And I think there's ongoing conversation about what compromises will we make? And he assures us that he will stand by us. Like for instance, the skinny budget, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a conversation with him to make sure we were all on the same page and he was okay with that as a stopgap until we came back, but he doesn't smartly, he doesn't try to um, push his message because that would create a brick wall. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so in the next how many weeks or months will it take for everybody to come back and, and deal directly with the, the fat budget? <laughs> As usual, I think that, um, you know, that depends upon 
the personalities and the um, you know discipline of the people who are the conferees. There's yes. probably about 12 people that will decide all of this. Mm-hmm. And last year, they just didn't get back together. They just kind of had a Cold War standoff. But remember, a lot of the motivation for everything that happened in, in session this year and for getting the budget done is that this is an election year. Yeah, yeah. And everybody wants to um, look like they've done what they're supposed to do well and that they've been efficient and that um, they don't want to have anything hanging over them because they really need to turn their attention to their campaign. Right. So I expect it'll be less than, a, you know, the other thing is, is, when we finally get the budget in, can affect when reconvene is for the, um, you know, the veto session. And so I think that that will probably be moved. If it's, if the budget isn't completed by this week, it has to be, the, the reconvene has to be moved, but they won't want to move it far. So I would say two to four weeks. Okay. All right. Now, speaking of campaigns, you know, I listen to Jeff Katz like a regular person does in the afternoon. I'm driving around, going to the gym, doing errands. So I catch... I'm not listening to the whole show. I get in and out of the car. I'm just like a normal listener. And there was one (laughs) afternoon a couple of weeks ago where what happened? You all got into a tussle or there was a disagreement on a gun bill. I, I, I was confused as to what took place and I'm not just playing uh, dumb on the morning radio show. I, what, what, what was the issue, and has this been resolved, or is there a conclusion? Well, there really wasn't a tussle. There was a there was a lively conversation and a difference of opinion. Okay, okay. And I think that's healthy. I think that's exactly what we should be doing, and I think that's what, you know, the, the censors on society right now try and prevent is a conversation of differing opinions. Mm-hmm. I, as a Second Amendment supporter, took a vote on a bill that I thought was a um, an important step in both protecting the Second Amendment, but also protecting, um, you know, doing doing something more than just talking about mental health on the issue of mass shootings. And there was a bill that came forward that had a component of it that was the most significant component moving for me that raised the age of buying an assault weapon weapon from 18 to 21. Hmm. And the reason I thought that was so important is that if you look at the pattern of the shootings, a lot of people who are involved in these mass shootings, especially in schools, tend to be that young age male, 18 to 21, and they have a history of mental health problems, sometimes involvement with the law. And we have a check and balance um, in America to make sure that the people who are purchasing guns are people who should have them, who are going to be law-abiding, mindful owners of guns, and that check and balance is a natural reporting database. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're a minor, 18 and younger, any of those infractions or mental health issues that reach the criteria for, for reporting to the national database don't get reported because your records are sealed. Mm-hmm. As a and minor. So, okay. Yeah, as a minor. And so I think that in order for our checks and balances to work, that that was a very, that was a, that, that was something that, um, I have heard over many years concern over this issue for the last eight years for my constituents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's not a perfect fix, and I don't know the root cause analysis. Now, the difference, the, the disagreement on Jeff's part was twofold, not to speak for him, but one was slippery slope. You can't 
do anything about guns and not worry that there's the threat that guns are going to be taken away from you. Right. I don't fully agree with the slippery slope. The other was the definition of an assault rifle, which is a really, really hard thing because every weapon essentially you buy is a semi-automatic. And so the definition is the part, the problem I had with the bill. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I really needed to stand up and say, we have to do something about these young people getting their hands on weapons. I also supported a bill that required parents if they own guns, to lock their guns in their homes if yeah, they had yeah. minors, because the number one, um, the number one cause of death for children seventeen and under is handgun violence. Is gun I, violence? Yeah, it's I got to run, but where? What? Real quick, what's the status of that bill? Where did that go? They're or both didn't dead. Go? They're it's they're dead. dead. They were killed in the house. Gotcha. Okay. Listen, yeah. I appreciate you talking me through that, and we'll talk again, I'm sure, and get into more detail. Thank you. I, I appreciate you talking to us about it. State Senator Siobhan Donovan from Henrico. Thank you. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.